Welcome to Airbnb with D. This is your host, Devana, and today's episode is all about net profit margins. And this episode will break down the difference between your net profit margin and your gross profit margins and how to calculate that. The reason why this is so important is because you need to fully create a plan for financial sustainability as you acquire your units, add amenities, and figure out what expenses you can afford to keep ones you can afford to take away. So stay tuned as I dive right in. All right, so let's dive right in. How much money can I make hosting on Airbnb.com? The quick answer to that is that the numbers vary dramatically. Many hosts are able to generate more than $10,000 per month while other hosts struggle to make a couple hundred. But the fact is, more than half of Airbnb hosts make over $500 per month. So making money on Airbnb.com is simple, guys. Assuming that you already have a property that you like to list on the platform, it gets a little bit more difficult when we have to tackle acquisition methods and figure out what our cost would be to now gain a new property. Some of us are lucky enough to get space or property from families or relatives that are just not able to handle and manage it themselves. Some of us have friends or investors that we have talked um, or pitched our businesses to that have now wanted to play a part. And then there are many of you that will have to go out and get your own corporate lease agreements, your lease at Airbnb friendly buildings, you name it. So why is it so important to know what net profit is and how to calculate it? It is so important because if you've ever heard the term Airbnb bust, which I don't necessarily um, believe that term, I'll tell you why. One person investing in a one bedroom, you know, one bathroom property in one city and a person getting a penthouse in that same city could make the difference of their profits, their bookings, everything, guys. Just because your particular unit isn't getting booked It does not mean that Airbnb is experiencing a downturn. It means that your particular unit is not, um, you know, as desirable as someone else's in your current vicinity. I tried to say that as best as possible. And if we know anything about Airbnb guests and interior design, you will quickly see that you must make updates to your property every year. Not only are you trying to keep it fresh and current for guests, Every year there are new hosts that join the platform. They come in learning how to do it with other people's money. So they're going in with wallpaper, flat screen TVs, gaming systems. And so it is going to take a lot for you to make sure that your unit is compatible with that current market after you know careful analysis. So let's talk about the net profit and what's so important. Net profit margins measure how much income is generated as a percentage of revenues received. Net profit margins help investors assess if a company's management is generating enough profit from its sales and whether operating costs and overhead costs are under control. Net profit margin is also one of the most important indicators of a company's overall financial health. So when we're thinking about how much money it's taken us to launch a unit, furnish that unit, put utilities in that unit, pay for any amenities that we need to, 
and then how much we're actually making. These are things that we're all having to, um, you know, calculate to get the best, the best sound information that we need to make a decision. So when you think about what is all included in your net profit margin and how do you understand that? Companies express net profit margin as a percentage rather than a dollar amount. So when you hear someone say, on average, how much are you netting from your units? Or maybe you're someone that has three or four units and you're coaching someone or maybe you're going to have a conversation with an investor and they're wanting to know, before I invest in your company, before I give you money to acquire any new units, how much are you currently netting? So when you hear investors or people ask that, you may even hear the bank ask you for this. Remember the goal is, guys, to run your own race and follow the path of least resistance. In order to follow the path of least resistance for you, you have to first know your variables and what you're dealing with, okay? What may be a better start for you may not be a better start for someone. And what opportunities you take seriously, someone else may take even more seriously. And think about it, guys, you actually can utilize the profits that you're making on Airbnb.com to get qualified for additional properties. If you're talking to banks, if you're talking to lenders, they're going to want to know things like what your net profit is. All right. So when someone talks about your net profit, what are they trying to include in that information? What metric um, when they talk about this metric, what does it include? So your net profit factors in your total revenue, any additional income stream. So your total revenue is what you're bringing in, um, you know, from your Airbnb bookings. Any additional income streams, when we're talking about bed and breakfasts, when we're talking about if you've added a cleaning company, when we talk about if you have a vending machine, if you use a QR code to sell products, what other income streams do you have with this venture? Then we have to calculate the cost of goods sold and any other operational expenses. So yes, we can book out this unit, but how much is our rent? How much is our utilities? What expenses do we have for this? Another factor that's included in your net profit margin is the interest expense on debt obligations. So maybe you've gone into this purchasing property, maybe you've gone into this not purchasing property, but renting furniture and paying interest on that furniture um, for the 30, 60, 90 days, whatever, right? These are numbers you need to know so that when you calculate your net profit, it's actually a truthful number that makes sense. So usually you're gonna wanna have all of this information together, especially for your investors, not only for yourself, not only should you be knowing how much your company is making. If you are someone that wants to scale, understand that doing that alone will take longer than scaling with an investor. So if you scale with an investor and you have all of this information already handy, handy it's easier for um, you know them to come on board with you. It's also easier to, for you to possibly see any strategies you can do to make your situation better as well. So when we're talking about how do we estimate our Airbnb rental income, which is a part of our um, net profit, there are a few great ways to predicting your revenue for your Airbnb income. So when you're trying to estimate revenue for an Airbnb property, you usually have two different outlooks. 
One is the monthly revenue you bring in for your, your investment. And then the other perspective to consider is a more long-term, which is your overall return on investment. So as an investor, which you are, and as an investor that you'll be trying to poach, it's wise to look at both type of gains before making a decision. So again, we're analyzing the monthly revenue that we'll bring in from the investment and then overall our return on investment. So I'll give you a, a great example of that. Let's say you get into um, a property, you do some analysis on all the rooms, their DNA, and you notice, hey, this area is estimated to make me $2,000 per month. Okay, great. So we're at $2,000 per month, right? And if we multiply that by 12 months, we're gonna get $24,000. So if we have that, that may be great for someone, but what if you said that your goal per year was to make 55,000, right? Let's say you left your job in corporate America and you were previously making $55,000. And the problem with that is, it's not that Airbnb's 2,000 that you receive will not be um, great, it'll be amazing for you. But your overall return on investment is going to fall short because you were looking for a $55,000 a year play, and this is only giving you $24,000. So now you're actually um, spending money to make this money because now you have expenses in your home that you will have to forfeit or uh, co-mingle with your business funds to keep it afloat. This is what we mean when we say, look at your overall return on investment and make sure you attach it to a goal for yourself. It's very important. So first, we'd like to calculate our cash flow. To estimate Airbnb income over a short term, you're typically looking at your monthly cash flow. Cash flow is the money that you bring in each month after subtracting your expenses from your rental income. This is also known as your net profit. So your expenses can include Airbnb fees, property maintenance, property management, any um, automated softwares that you use. You know, if you're using Guesty, Hospitable, any of those platforms that you're linking, if you're paying a fee, um, these things will all be included in our expenses. Any utility bills, any mortgage payments, any rental payments, any security deposits, especially when you're first starting out. Your exact expenses will depend on circumstances specific to you and your Airbnb investment. So again, going back to running our own race, following the path of least resistance for us. Whatever way that is for you, you have to know it. I had an amazing consultation today with someone and they just reminded me the importance of knowing who you are and what you want out of life, but out of your business ventures. Today, you can go on TikTok, you can go on Facebook, you can go anywhere on YouTube and see everyone talking about Airbnb hosting and how they're making a million dollars a month and then how they have 500 doors and that is amazing. And then you can have some people going on there letting you know how they're struggling, maybe only have one door. Either way, you have to know what you want for you because those are other people's stories and their experience. And the most dangerous thing that you can do is make someone else's experience or idolize someone's experience and make it yours. It's not yours because the variables are different. You have men started, men with no children starting businesses in Airbnb. You have mothers with 10 children 
starting businesses in Airbnb. You have mothers, and this is actually one of my clients, who's in the middle of furnishing her Airbnb and goes into labor. In the middle of furnishing her Airbnb, she's in there, her um, pain started happening. She had to call the hospital, guys. And naturally so, she had to take a break in the process. It wasn't a long break. It's not like things aren't getting done, but she literally almost had her baby on the floor of her Airbnb, which guys could be a, a nice story for her to list, or it could be really creepy for people that are coming in and are kind of queasy. <laughs> we don't know, but either way, you have to do what works for you and be kind to yourself and be kind to your business plan. Okay, so after you add all your relevant monthly expenses, that's when you'll have to estimate your gross profits. So the gross profit is composed of what you'll charge per booking and how often your Airbnb will be booked. It's important to set your rates competitively so that you can stay booked as much as possible and also make the amount of money that you set forth according to your expenses. So you'll also wanna set a rate that will provide you with positive cash flow. So based on the expenses and the goal of positive cash flow, you can come up with an estimate for Airbnb rental income, okay? So here's an example of calculating your cash flow. So in a perfect world, our Airbnbs will be booked every single day of the month. However, there will be times where the Airbnb won't be booked, unfortunately. So in order to find out how many days per month our Airbnbs will be booked, you'll need to multiply the average days in the month by your Airbnb occupancy rate. Now, if you are not already a host, of course, you will not know this occupancy rate for sure. This is why we use tools like alltherooms.com, AirDNA, to predict an occupancy rate in a certain city or zip code for us. But the cool thing is, if you are already an Airbnb host, meaning you have a property listed, you'll notice if you go on your app and you go to the properties, you will see an occupancy rate there. Now, that particular occupancy rate is for your unit in particular, so Airbnb is showing you how much you're booked out of those 30 days, but we still use websites like alltherooms.com, AirDNA, MashVisor to help us calculate the existing occupancy rate in an area. Um, and then if, so for example, this is the reason why I love data and numbers. Nothing is just cut and dry, a white and black answer. It doesn't work that way. There are so many gray areas within Airbnb and here's one. If you look on all the rooms and you see that your particular city has an occupancy rate of about 38% on average. This is me just calling out a number. And you go to your Airbnb app and you see your particular occupancy rate is 17%. Then you know somewhere along the lines, there's something you can do differently to increase the, um, you know, the bookings that you have at your unit. Now, a lot of those things come with visibility. If you're not using a system like RankBreeze or if you're not going on Airbnb.com to search your listing, you're not possibly sure of what page you're falling on when Airbnb guests are actually searching for property in the area that you have your property. So that is something that I think that you should know. So again, Rank Breeze is something that's pretty cool, but I do know some pretty cool techie people. They just go on the Airbnb app, um, or not the app, I'm sorry, .com, and re refresh and just see where they fall along those page lines. 
Now, the reason why you could fall in a certain place, it could have everything to do with your title, your main photo, your reviews. Remember, it's rating um, it based off your clicks and based off the demand that people are searching for in your in that area. So Airbnb will show you on the list of options, but you wanna make sure you're coming up first because that could actually be one of the reasons why you are not meeting the occupancy rate. Maybe your unit isn't getting any visibility. Another reason why that could be um, a problem during that time is maybe there have some bad reviews. Maybe you got some um, reviews that cause you to be maybe like a 3.0 you know, guests get to see as they're searching the overall star rating for a property or a host. And they also get to select search by super host only and search by instant booking only. These things all have something to do with visibility. But the reason why you would use those two um, and, and, and connect them together is because you'll ultimately want your property on Airbnb to show the occupancy that it's at least averaging for that area so that you know that you're at least going on trend, okay? So here's another um, uh, example or system you can use. You can use the average Airbnb occupancy rate of the city where you're planning on renting your Airbnb, like I said, on all the rooms um, or AirDNA. And if you do that, then let's say you want to sign a lease in Texas. On alltherooms.com, it shows that the Airbnb occupancy rate for Dallas, Texas is 60%. So the way that we're going to have to calculate this to ensure that we're making the profit we need is we're going to take the days in a month times the Airbnb occupancy rate, and that equals the number of days our Airbnb is booked. So 30 days in a month times 60% occupancy rate means that our units need to be filled at least 18 days. At least 18 days would have us on target for 60% occupancy. So then next, you wanna estimate your rental income. So we'll add up our expenses. So let's say we pay $1,000 a month for, uh, no, let me be more realistic. Let's say we pay $2,000 a month for our property, our lease or our mortgage, whatever. And then we pay an additional 500 for property maintenance. So our expenses would be the 2,000 plus the 500 plus any other expenses that we have would give us our total expenses per month, right? So then we'd wanna multiply the number of days our Airbnb will be booked by the daily rate that we plan on charging. So a daily rate is a rate that we will provide in order to net a positive cash flow after subtracting our expenses. So ideally, you take your Airbnb daily rate, which is the price per booking, times the number of days booked, and this would equal your gross rental income. And then you take your gross rental income less your rental expenses, and that's where we'll have a cash flow or a net profit total. So this is how we're able to calculate the information that people are asking for um, as we know how we'd like to invest. I wanted to provide a very short episode. I know it sounds kind of boring, but it's bigger than Airbnb for us. This is about business. 
it sounds like a lot of work and that's because it is. It's not only tedious to spend hours searching for and analyzing data, but investors run the risk of losing excellent properties in the meantime when we're unable to make a decision right away. But that's okay. The best investors do make the fastest investment decisions because they know that good properties won't stay on the market long. But luckily for us, we're entering to an arbitrage type deal. Um, if you follow the Airbnb with the podcast, then you know arbitrage is my game. So lucky for us, we're actually pitching our services to owners. We're pitching our uh, play to owners. So we don't have to rush on anything. It's okay to make a sound judgment to ensure that your business is going to be profitable, sustainable, and something that can truly supplement whatever you were looking for to supplement. I thank you so much for staying tuned with me on this episode. If you have not already joined the Airbnb with the Facebook group, please do so using the link in this episode's description and also follow Airbnb with D on Instagram. Thank you. And I'll talk to you in the next episode.